Chew the Bible, chew the Bible. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hey, 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 welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. Oh, yeah, might be nice to actually start the video. Boom, boom. Hey, hey, welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. We are now Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Hope everyone's having an amazing day. Or had an amazing day. Over shout out to my daughter, Leah Yancey. She just turned 14 years old yesterday at 1.47 in the morning yesterday. So we had a good time hanging out on Friday. So do 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 All right, here we are. Luke chapter two, reading out the new living translation the birth of Jesus. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their in, my bad, all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. Verse 6, And while they were there, the time came for her, to, her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped, him in snugly in, he, she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. <laughs> That's how you know Jesus was black <laughs> Because they didn't have any open ends for him Go look up What is it called? The Green Book I think they called it Back in the day Black folks Couldn't get hotels Or places to eat So they came up with this Green Book That showed all like the black owned businesses I think it was called the Green Book It had all the places where black folks could go So anyway the shepherds and angels. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounding them. They were terrified. I'd be terrified too. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Jesus is presented in the temple. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, that goes that number eight, number of new beginnings. 
he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Well, I have this weird feeling I've already read this. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me make sure I'm in the right spot. One second, y'all. Podcast. True the Bible. Episodes. I guess so. Yeah, we are on Luke chapter 2. Uh, let me look at one more thing. Look at my notes here real fast. Come on. Chill out. Alright, go to notes. Mm, yep, we're in Luke chapter 2. Okay. See, the issue I have here is now we're in Luke. And so we've already read this account for the, this is the third time now. Because Matthew and Mark re- rehearse a lot of this same stuff. And then all these highlights I have in here, because I usually highlight as I go, but I have old highlights from, I've actually listened to the entire Bible like twice on audio and I used to highlight as I was listening and so it throws me off with where I'm at sometimes anyway I just go back Jesus is presented in the temple eight days later when the baby was circumcised he was named Jesus the name given by the angel even before he was conceived then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child so his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offer the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. The prophecy of Simeon. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'll never forget last Christmas. Every around Christmas time on our Monday night prayer meetings at the church that I go to, the main church I go to, they do a little candlelight time. We'll turn on lights off and have some candles going. And uh Yeah, I'll never forget the guy who leads the prayer meeting, he brought up this story about Simeon waiting eagerly waiting for the messiah to come and here he is he gets to see the messiah and gets to hold this baby and bless this baby and um that's my encouragement to y'all like we should all be waiting looking forward to that day when jesus will return and we get to he won't be a baby this time but he'll be our savior our only hope i had a lady in my car today and she uh, unfortunately went on a date and the guy she was supposed to meet up with showed up with another woman. And I could tell, you know, she was a little tipsy and was a little heartbroken. And even though she was trying to hold it together, I could tell, like, and she was, this lady's a grandma. Like, she's a young-looking grandma, but, yeah, she is a grandma. And um, probably in her 50s, 60s, around there, somewhere around there. Anyway, can't remember what she said. She told me her age. But anyway, um. She was an attractive grandma at that. Uh, <laughs> oh, sometimes I've been having some beautiful older ladies in my car lately. And sometimes like, hmm. And we have some good conversations. And sometimes like, hmm. I could totally cons- like try to date this older woman. Sometimes I think like, hmm. 
Should I date an older woman? Should I marry an older woman someday? But then you people just look at you like, oh, he's just with her for her money. And I don't want to ever be accused of that. Women do it all the time, though, so we'll see. But, uh, but anyway, there's so much more I can say, but I'm before I get myself in trouble, I'm just going to say, yeah, she was heartbroken, I could tell, and I was just encouraging her. And it's, uh, handed her one of my Roman Roads of Salvation flyers, and I asked her, I was like, do you have a Bible in your home? She's like, yeah, I have a Bible. I was like, when you get a chance, read John chapter four. That's my favorite evangelism tool, or just in general. I just always love going to that story. That story never gets old. John four, the woman at the well. And uh, yes, Jesus, when we drink from him, we'll never, I just drank some water. Well, it's better, it's more satisfying, more, this is, Jesus will quench your thirst more than this water will. This alkaline 88 purified Himalayan mineral and electrolytes water. <laughs> they got a lot of names on here. Smooth hydration. Jesus is better than that. This ionized H2O. <sighs> so, the prophecy of Simeon. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him. There goes another example. It doesn't say, remember when they said John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit was inside of him? If I remember correctly, I'll go back and read that. Here it said, his Holy Spirit was upon him, not in him, not dwelling in him. John the Baptist had the Holy Spirit dwelling in him. Here, Simeon had the Holy Spirit upon him, which is a little bit different. Anyway, we're not going to go that deep. Just just notice these little details as you read. I encourage you. All right. And had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Could you imagine you getting that old and you're like, man, God, you promised me I would see this Messiah before I pass. And finally, 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 you meet the Messiah. All right. That day, the spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby to Jesus, when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus's parents were amazed. That's beautiful. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. I just had this. I was just thinking today, just like, isn't it amazing how we have Halloween every year? And it's just so dark and demonic. I can't stand Halloween. I wish we could just. I wish America would just ban Halloween altogether. I can't stand it. It's so evil and wicked. And then it's followed by two of the greatest holidays ever, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And there's a park, beautiful park with the lake nearby where I stay. And every year they light the Christmas lights. And I drove past there today. It was just so beautiful and glorious. And it's just like, God, you know, Christmas is different now, now that, um, I'm not married anymore and 
my former wife, she was really big into Christmas. Uh, and while well, I, I remember going over all of her um, family's house and, you know, being in, just doing all those Christmas traditions that I kind of took for granted at the time. She was big into decorating gingerbread houses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I would never want to do that stuff with them. I was, I, yeah, anyway. But just today, I was just like, well, despite not having all that anymore, those things I took for granted, I have you. I have you, God. And it's beautiful to see these lights and have this moment. And I'm looking forward to just... And I love how Christmas is just celebrated almost like for two whole months. You know, this Christmas. some people get annoyed by the Christmas music. I'm not a big fan of a lot of the Christmas music. It, the Christmas music that is that doesn't glorify Jesus, all that weird, yeah, Santa Claus stuff. In fact, I'm going to start playing some Christmas music in my Uber rides. Um, anyway, I just had a moment. I was just reflecting on God's goodness and just so much to be thankful for, even though in, in this year I'm probably going to eat some turkey legs. Last year, that's what I made for my... Is that, is that, it, was, it was either last year or the year before I made turkey legs for my dad and I to eat. And so... Um, yeah, I won't, won't have them this year, but uh, like he was my main family, so... I have to go, yeah. Hopefully I'll do something with my kids or something like that. My mom is in Hawaii. My grandma's all the way in St. Louis. I guess I could go spend Thanksgiving with her or something. I don't know. I have no clue what I'm going to do for Thanksgiving this year. Um, or Christmas. I'm kind of just going to wing it. So my brother's all the way in Atlanta. Anyway, I don't know how I got off of that. Let's keep going. Verse 33. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, the baby mama, <laughs> This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. While wow. he has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Wow. The prophecy of Anna. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanil from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Interesting, that means she got married old, like at an older age in life. Interesting, I wonder if he was a young buck. <laughs> then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night. Wow. She lived as a widow to the age of 84. My grandma is 85. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. See, that's, that's imagine, that's like if somebody just, sometimes I think about that, like we get so caught up in trying to make money and work all the time and hustle, bustle, hustle, bustle, hustle, bustle. And we elevate all these things to be significant. And really, as we can see here, the most important thing is spending time in prayer and worshiping the Lord. I took a young lady uh, from Ukraine to the prayer room, International House of Prayer recently. And I thought about 
actually hanging out with her, but it had been a long day. Like it was toward the end of me driving. I already driven for like eight hours or something like that. I was I was almost done. I was tired, and I feel like my breath probably wasn't that fresh. And I figured she might want to talk to me if I went in the prayer room with her. I thought about like just hanging out with her that day, um, but I chose not to. But I am going to probably be going to the prayer room more. Some people have all these different views and opinions about the prayer room. Try to say they don't agree with their theology and call it a cult and all that stuff. At the end of the day, you can never go wrong with people 24-7 praising and worshiping God in prayer. Can never go wrong. Can never go wrong. I honestly think all of our churches need to go to that model at some point. The doors of the churches should always be open. This is my opinion. But, um... I get it, you gotta have security and, you know, there's costs that come with that. But anyway, I envision a day where actually all churches will will uh, eventually adopt that model of 24-hour prayer. But, but stay there day and night worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. Interesting. There goes that word filled. And even though it doesn't say filled with the Holy Spirit, often the Holy Spirit is related to wisdom. Anyway, let me keep going. Jesus speaks with the teachers. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple. Can you imagine (laughs) losing your child? And you don't discover him till three days later. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search? He asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother stored all these things in her heart. Hmm. Even Jesus was obedient to his parents. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. Lord, I pray that for this next generation, Generation Z, whatever you call them, my kids, Leah, Aiden, Matthew, Ava, and all my niece and nephew, uh, Devontae, Destiny, and uh, just my entire family, this next generation especially, that they would grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all people in Jesus' name. Amen.
Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages or the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.